Welcome to the Tuscarawas County Anti-Drug Coalition podcast, bringing you open and honest conversations about resources in Tuscarawas County. Now here's your host, Jody Salvo. Hi, this is Jody Salvo. Welcome to today's podcast of the Tuscarawas County Anti-Drug Coalition. Um, we have three wonderful guests today. We have Commissioner Chris Abiel, Commissioner Joe Sharetti, and Dave Haverfield, Executive Director of the Tuscarawas County um, job and family services. Today we're talking about a very important subject to Tuscarawas County, actually to our state, to our nation, and that's in the importance of the 2020 census. So with that being said, let me just say thank you for coming here today. Um, thank you for having us. Thanks. Thanks guys. I, I actually really, I'm a social worker by training and by nature, and I'm passionate about the community. And I do understand, maybe not to the full extent, so I'm hoping to today, of why it is so important that uh, we all take part in the census and encourage others to do so. So with that being said, um, let's start with Commissioner Abiel. Okay. Well, one of the things that we want to emphasize, as, as you said, the importance of the census, because of the dollars that come from the federal government to the local uh, communities, there's $675 billion with a B that goes across the United States from federal resources that come back to our communities. And Ohio gets about 33 billion of that, 33 billion plus uh, wow. of those dollars. And that's all based on census count. If we don't have an accurate count, which we do every 10 years, then we're, we're losing dollars. And those dollars come in for a variety of different programs that, that we support uh, in our communities, like CDBG money, community block grant money, okay. uh, goes to the governor's office of Appalachia, the Appalachian Regional Commission, these are, these are for projects that are fill-the-gap type projects on some of those things because uh, we have local communities. Just not long ago, Kent State, uh, Tuscarawas got like $228,000 through the governor's office of Appalachia. Okay. So if these uh, census counts weren't there, th those, those dollars wouldn't be available or they'd be diminished. We've, we've seen even over time that we've lost some of those dollars because they, uh, they said our census numbers have gone down. And they're projecting that our census numbers are lower now but we don't see that. Yeah. We as commissioners have talked about this numerous times, mm -hmm. that we see our communities uh, growing. growing. We see we're, we're shortage of houses. And we also, and one of the populations that we want to be able to uh, include in this is our Hispanic population. That we're, There's an estimate of about 8,000 that probably aren't counted, but some of the services that come in to be able to help individuals and families runs through, actually, Job and Family Services, and David yeah. could talk much better to that than I can. But there are so many organizations and so many different funding sources that come in uh, for the programs that we provide. It's just really, really vital, and we want to stress the fact that we need to get an accurate count, not only for the finances that come through the county, but also for our, our federal and state representation. Sure. Because if we don't have the population count there, we lose that representation at the state and federal level as well. All those are huge issues. Um, that was a really good profile, if I, if I may, Joe. Absolutely. And, and just, say, you know, that, that Commissioner Abiel mentioned, and he covered a lot of bases there, which is, you know, uh, I think if, you know, our, our challenge upon the community, and it was when we set up the, the Complete Count Committee, which was really a, a cross-section of, community leaders, okay. those that are, you know, Tuscarawas County is near and dear to them. 
uh, is to not really get into the weeds, but really to try to train the trainers out there to understand, bottom line, the challenge is on us. We, we know right now that the federal census uh, bureau is telling us that we're 542 people less than 2010. Wow. Now, if you grew up here, if you spent more than 10 years here in Tuscarawas County, you know that doesn't seem possible. Yeah. Our streets are busier. Our schools have auxiliary buildings. Uh, there's a lot of stuff happening in Tuscarawas County. Building from, from north to south is being conducted sure. even in, in, the, in the midst of a pandemic. So the challenge is on us to really get an accurate count, to go, uh, to go somewhat against the extrapolations that are being conducted to say, hey, you're 500 and some people short of where you were in 10. Um, and so with that, we appreciate you bringing us in. Sure. Because bottom line, it's $1,800 per person per year for every year of that 10-year census period. And Do just, the math for us. Because yeah. I think when we add that up over a 10-year... It's a million dollars. It's over a million dollars. Okay. So if you take that 540 people and you times it by 1,800 and you times that by 10, I think you're going to be just over like 1.1 million. That will have less for a 10-year period. So okay. that's at least $11 million. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it, it matters. Things are getting more expensive now. Construction sure. is more expensive now. Price points only go what? They only go north. Mm-hmm. They only go high, higher. Uh, so, you know, we feel confident that we're not starting now. Sure. Hopefully most of the watchers, the viewers have seen mm-hmm. that, or maybe they themselves know somebody that's been a part of a, the Complete Count Committee. Uh, now we're reaching out to large area employers. Uh, that, that that we know have plus 500 people. They're reaching out to their teams, and uh, we're trying to touch every base because bottom line, if you work here, if you go to school here, if you worship here, if you live here, you're going to be affected sure, this by those numbers. Yes, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we just had a brief conversation before we came on air today. Did you say there's been an extension? Because I, I was unaware of that. And so I was ahead. actually going to touch on that when Commissioner Shreddy said that the 10-year period. Okay. Because of the coronavirus, we would have had to have all the information done by August. Now that's been extended to October. Nice. So each of those milestones that was uh, initially set up has been extended. So it would have had to gone to the president by the end of December and uh, for his review and then a uh, uh, ultimately be put in place, but now that's been extended until uh, end of next year. So there is more time to get the information out there, but still the basics of what uh, the information that was sent out from the Census Bureau has already been done. They've sent out the mailers, they've tried to do the the information, send the information out by different means. But when it when it comes down to the end where people haven't responded, we know a physical address, there's people located there, folks from the Census Bureau will start going out knocking on doors. So there's going to be another concerted effort. Nice. And we've, we've made some good headway in Tuscarawas County. Mm-hmm. Um, comparative to what we did in 2010, we're on a good track, but we still have a lot of areas that have not gotten the accurate count. And a lot of that, which was very disappointing to us, was that we found out that some of the information that was going to the PO boxes was not being put in the PO boxes to go to some of the areas that have those. And it was being returned to sender. So we know that there's some areas that are low counted, but that's basically because they haven't received the information yet. 
Okay. You know? That so, was a real punch in the mouth. It I mean, was. It, it, you know, it was surprising. The, two things that the federal government did uh, uh, that were, were kind of set us back. First of all, to say that we're 500 people less, and we looked into that, mm-hmm. we found out that they use a 20% buffer or a 20% fudge number when they extrapolate. And areas like ours that have a major interstate, mm-hmm. you know, going through our spine, uh, we know that people are moving in. We don't we have a housing shortage sure. because of that. And if you've ever looked for a house or, you know, it, you know that they don't last. Um, and so uh, in terms of being on the market, especially as of late. And so that and then what Commissioner Abu had mentioned in terms of the P.O. box and not matching up with the street address sure. of where people are. We have three major communities that happen to. That being said, to no avail, because we got out running, we hit the ground running, uh, two weeks ago we were with our what our predicted was 80% for the entirety in 2010. Okay. We're there now. Mm-hmm. And so we, it, we only have, you know, every additional one that we get, it's money cha-ching sure. in the bank. And um, certainly jobs and family services are a large portion mm-hmm. of facilitating and servicing individuals. And I'll say this, too, our, our economic and development office that does a lot of rehab, you know, things that we see in the community, curb appeal, mm-hmm. those monies also come into there. But our first and foremost assets are our people. Sure. And it's, it's great to have David on today. For that. Yeah, Dave, thanks Thank for you. being here. It's great to be here. It's, for us, it's very important. Um, a lot of our funding to operate our programs comes from state and federal monies that are driven by the census. So the monies we give out in food assistance and medical assistance, those monies are not going to be affected by the census. But re- really is going to be affected is our ability to operate those programs. So if we underreport, if the federal government thinks we have less people than we do, we still have to serve all the people we have. Sure. We just have less resources to do it. So it's really important. And... Uh, the fact that it's a 10-year period is critical as well because if we're under by 10 or 20%, that's going to carry over for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And our numbers keep growing. This is a great place to live. Our community's growing. Mm-hmm. People want to be here. And we need to have the financial ability to support that. So that's why it's really critical for all the programs we operate that are really being hit pretty hard right now with the other things going on in the world. Dave, if you don't mind, share with our listeners some of the programs that come out of Job and Family Services. Sure. We handle uh, food assistance, the federal SNAP program. Uh, we have a small cash assistance population that receives checks uh, every week over a short period of time. Medicaid is a huge program that's mm-hmm. been expend- extended over time. And, of course, with all the uncertainty of the job market, particularly the food and the Medicaid program are uh, really getting hit pretty hard right now. Uh, we also have a, a subsidized child care program that we operate. There's some disability assistance, long-term care for people who are in uh, nursing homes or receiving in-home services. And then the other part of our building is really child protection and adult protection where we're dealing with uh, children uh, and or older adults who are in difficult situations. So we really touch just about every facet of our community in, in one way or another. Yeah. And I appreciate you just mentioning some of – you know, the population that is served, because we're only as healthy mm-hmm. is our most struggling families and our youth here in our community. And the work that you provide just helps give people the resources um, that are needed to do life better, to do life well, to point persons to additional resources here in the community. Um, and I think it's so important as residents of Tuscarawas County to understand 
Um, life can be really hard. Um, there's challenges that can be unex- unexpected. Um, and we do really need to help others just kind of reach out those hands from time to time, give them the services that are needed. And, and mm-hmm. that means there's a financial connection, of course, to all. And thank God there's safety nets. I mean, I just wanted to jump in real quick, David, and, and mention that, you know, the, the, the agency that David leads touches every population, not unlike the census, touches the elderly, it touches children, it touches the foster care program, mm-hmm. it touches, uh, you know, parts of disability. We certainly have a DD, sure. a dis- you know, disability, um, uh, or, or, uh, pardon me, um, what you Watch, you know, viewers would remember MRDD. My mind's blanking for a minute. But those that are disabled. And, sure. uh, and you know, the census does that very thing. And, uh, um, you know, I don't know if it's a good juncture right now, but, you know, just to talk a little bit about the confidentiality sure. of the census. Because I did hear you all yeah. speak yeah. about the Hispanic population. Mm-hmm. So 72 um, years it's mm-hmm. kept under lock and key. And that means the federal government, you know, albeit ICE, uh, any type of arm, FBI, and law enforcement cannot access the census data for 72 years. Wow. And one great, you know, little, um, uh, you know, historical reference back in the 80s is that President Ronald Reagan, you know, one, get, one uh, great little historical reference to remember, he was headed to Denver, and he was going to speak to an audience that he didn't, you know, know I, don't, I don't even know what the issue was, but he didn't know a lot about the uh, demographics and, and uh just to what the population he was going to speak to. So he contacted the U.S. Census Bureau. And what they told him is that, Mr. President, although we respect you, uh, you will not not receive this this information. (laughs) uh, And uh, it's under lock and key because it was just a a recent census that had been conducted that he was trying to access. And so, you know, rest assured, uh, it comes with a felony. There's a large monetary fine and imprisonment. Uh, and no bureaucratic arm of the federal government can access that information. Yeah, and that, that um, um, jail time is five years or a $250,000 fine if you violate the uh, confidentiality. But two things I wanted to touch on when you, were, when you all were talking about a couple of things. The economics of it. You know when, uh, a, say, a, a mall is built, and a lot of times it'll be surrounded by certain restaurants right. because what they do is follow traffic counts, they follow population that's another thing for bringing business into our area. Do we have enough population to be able to s- supply the workforce? Do we have enough population to be able to generate the product that they need to, to make? Or f- for uh, the purpose that I just spoke about with the, with the mall, then it's the restaurants. They do all those market studies to see what your population okay. is. And so it affects a lot of the economics on, on bringing new business in and providing new jobs. And the other thing I wanted to, one example is a great example right now on talking about money that comes into uh, any area because of the census count. Okay. The coronavirus. We have the CARES Act now. Those dollars are all based on population count for the, the money that's coming to us to help us offset what we've lost to be able to prepare and to continue operations uh, from the corona, because of the coronavirus okay. is all based on population count. So that's just one current example that we can we can share that people can see uh, on those dollars that are coming in. But there, are, like I said, we've touched on so many different organizations and um, um, community type uh, support that comes because of census population count, and we 
we just think it is so vitally important that people get that message and fill out their census sure. paperwork. Yeah, and one thing I wanted to make sure and mention, because I think, especially now with everything else going on, we have a lot of folks who don't have a lot of trust in government, particularly at the federal level, if not the local level. Mm -hmm. So there is sometimes a reluctance to put your name down. They think they're going to go into a database or somebody's going to follow them. So we really just need to encourage people to do this. It's, this is only for the purposes of counting and getting demographic information about our population. And that's really been a struggle for us with our Hispanic clients. We, we encounter a lot of them in our building and just trying to get them to understand this is not a way to link you to another program. Sure. It's not a way to remove you from our community. It's a way to count you because you matter and your, your presence here is part of our community matters. So it's a really important message for people to understand that despite all the other things going on, this is really about sure. getting an accurate count. Now, are there efforts, um, anything specific to kind of help people trust this process? Mm -hmm. Actually, um, I think Commissioner Shreddy might have had the connection that uh, we worked with uh, leadership that work with the Hispanic population okay. to be able to break down that barrier because the, the, what it comes down to is a trust level. Mm -hmm. If uh, I don't trust what you're going to say that is actually true, I'm not going to fill out sure. the census, particularly if, if I'm afraid that I may be deported, okay. if we're talking specifically about it, the Hispanic population. But we have some leadership in that, that group that's going to, or has, and is continuing to work with the population to, that they have a trust level with. That so is that more of a door-to-door -door type effort then? Well, or? and through faith-based. Okay. Faith -based. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot a, of faith-based. Yep. Nice. One of those subcommittees, you know, is faith-based. Mm -hmm. and, and we knew... Uh, both the Catholic churches and some evangelical churches. Uh, some evangelical churches were solely uh, from our immigrant population, and we worked with those mm -hmm. with those leaders, and, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, you know, we developed our marketing materials that were both in Spanish. Uh, we tried to use quiche. quiche. There's so uh, many I different dialects. There's so much that is, that yeah. is articulated, right. not written. And so that was something that we, one of those learnings, you know, and, uh, but we, they're, they're by, you know, they're, they're uh, bilingual pieces, I guess. And, um, and so, you know, we know we're not going to be a hundred percent, right? We know that there's never, you never reach that perfection, but, but we feel like now, and then these next four months, so we have four months left, um, that those circulars are making their way around the county. And this is one great way to do that. Si todos condemos, todos ganamos. What he said. That is, <laughs> if we all count, we all win. So nice. we have posters and also information that we pass out that is written in, in Spanish. But again, when it, uh, Commissioner Shreddy talked about quiche, right. there are so many different dialects, it's very hard to translate that. So person-to-person uh, uh, -person is the best way that we're going to be able to try to share that information We've got some people in place that are actually volunteered to work on that. Perfect. I think the other important thing to say is that it's a really easy process. Yeah. I was you know, you can, the, the paperwork that comes to you is easy to fill out. It takes hardly any time at all. It can be done online. There are other, all kinds of options. So people shouldn't be intimidated that it's going to be something really difficult to do because it's really not. Nice. And we did bring some handouts today too. And I mean, you can always put this on the screen when you want to share it because it, it shows as what David's talked about. You can do it online. You can do it by phone. You can do it uh, at their website, and all that's on one easy piece of paper that they can just look at. And, and, and there's so many people that can help. The, church, or the churches and, well, the libraries have been very helpful, and too. That, so. that piece that Commissioner Abio has right there, I'm so glad he brought that in. 
uh, that, that piece that he uh, is holding on to and just putting out, uh, we put those into the grocery stores. Mm-hmm. Nice. So now we have, you know, Newcomberstown IGA, and, and they also have the Sugar Creek IGA. We have Bueller's in terms of their, their digital board, not to name names. Right, right. Uh, but, you know, we... Those are all great partners. They though. are great partners to time in and, and time again. Um, do you all have Mako's? Well? Uh, yes, we do. Thank fact, you. We got a big, po- po- big poster <laughs> I'm dropping off today. It's about that big. Yeah, yeah we were in Newcomerstown this morning. We didn't have time to swing around 36 because uh, we had to be here, but um, we got to be here. But uh, but those will get out and make those as well. Baker's does a great job for the Anti-Drug Coalition. Um, they're yeah, always willing to put some stuff out in the grocery yep. bags and stuff. So, and I want to mention oh, one more thing do. to what David had mentioned. It's 10 questions. Okay. It's 10 questions. That's it. And I think in the past it may have been voluminous and... And people thought, oh, geez, i got to put everything but my baptismal certificate. No, it's 10 questions, and, uh, you know, you're in and out. If I don't want to mislead people. If there are many, if there are more people in the household, you know, the, um, uh, the, uh, the main person in the household, I don't know how to phrase that, but, you know, the, uh, uh, yeah. Person reporting. Yeah, the, the, yeah, head the of reporting, the, the head of the household. Thank you. I was looking for that tax term. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they're going to have to account for those minors, for those dependents, uh, but it's pretty lickety split. So for our listeners, I think some of the major takeaway is every single person matters. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yep. And every single person count and makes a huge difference Mm -hmm. and impact for not just this upcoming year, but for a 10 year period. period. This is a 10 year snapshot that we have that whatever that number is that's reported, that's what we'll live with for the next 10 years. And that's, that's by our representation, the finances, the dollars that come in. So there's really not much that's not touched by the census, whether we're talking funding for schools, elderly. for economic growth, for our elderly. Children. S- yep. Sen- senior programs, school lunches, title, uh, uh, title reading programs, mm-hmm. a numerous, anything that comes from the federal government that is... Medicaid, huge. Medicaid's probably number one in Ohio, uh, the money that comes in. And again, that's all based on population. It sounds like a ridiculous amount of money, right? It's like, yeah, you can't fathom, you know, $675 billion, I think, Mm -hmm. Commissioner Abiel mentioned. Mm -hmm. But but you have to remember, even even bona fide state programs have a federal match or have a federal parcel into that program or that grant. And so... It, it, it really goes beyond face value of what's federal. It goes into township roads, goes into village roads, goes into city roads, county roads, not to mention our interstates. And even most of the state programs use the federal census data because the federal government's already done it. Why should the, the state do it again? Absolutely. Yeah. One of the organizations that we belong to it is called Omega, which okay. is the Ohio Mideastern Governments Association. It's one of the four development districts in the state of Ohio because we are part of the Appalachian region. And those are dollars that, again, come back to assist local communities. We've got a 10-county region that we're part of Omega. Okay. And every year, I'm, I, I happen to be president this year, but I'm uh, I'm glad I'll, you said that. I was, I was going <laughs> to say that. Shameful plug. I was going to say that. But I am the president of the High Medical Governments Association this and year. And for many Congrats. years, you've served on their board. I've been on, I've been on their board for a while, but I think it's important that, again, you, you engage with these type of organizations because yeah. those funding sources, as, as I said, come back to all of our, all of our communities. That one's a 10-county region. There's four in, this, in the state. But with that being said, all their money comes from the Appalachian Regional Commission, which is a federal program, which 
ties in with the governor's office of Appalachia, which is the money that, that, that is tied with the Appalachian Regional Commission. And that's only appropriated every year. It's not like okay. it's appropriated and it's good for a 10-year period or good for a five-year period. It's something that we have to go to Washington, D.C. every year and lobby for to say how important this is. The money that comes in, these are used for road projects or water and sewer projects or educational projects, like that 248000 that I mentioned that Kent State, Tuscarawas, and Buckeye Career Center worked together on for an advanced manufacturing to educate students coming in to be able to advance themselves in manufacturing field. So there are so many things that this touches, but again, I can just mention over and over yeah. the different organizations that rely on these funding sources, and those are solely... Uh, this organization that goes out to our community solely comes from that based on population count. Uh, Commissioner Abel, I do want to say thank you for serving as a president on a 10-county. Um, is that a board or organization? It's, a, it's an organization. It's a 10-county region, uh, so okay. it benefits all those different counties that are, that are part of the Omega region. But um, each of us have the opportunity to run for different offices, and okay. I've worked – I've been secretary, vice president, now I'm president this year. So I appreciate that because I know when our leadership steps out outside the walls of Tuscarawas County, it does help. It puts us on the map. It does. It absolutely It's does. extra work. Uh, you're not going to have voters outside of the, uh, our own d district, which in our right. case sure. is the, is the yeah. county. And it, it, But it puts us on a map, and it represents you know who we are in Tuscarawas County. Yeah. Jody, one more thing I wanted to make sure. sure and mention because I think, you know, I'm probably like a lot of other people. We're, we're tired of dealing with this pandemic. We're stressed out. It's kind of consumed everything about our lives. But this is a really important thing we need to not forget to do. Sure. Because we're going to come out of this hopefully sooner than later. And this has the ability to impact us over the next 10 years. So I don't want people to just kind of shove this aside and ignore it and while they're focusing on everything else going on in their life right now. And then hopefully in a few months when we're out of this, sure. we're, we're stuck with the numbers we have for 10 years. So we, we don't want to forget to do this. It's a small thing and we've got to jump in there and do it. And I think also with the pandemic, um, we're going to see the ripple effect mm -hmm. for quite some time, mm -hmm. I think, on um, persons, family, the need that has been generated from the pandemic. So mm -hmm. being counted and making sure we have dollars coming in that we're entitled to if we're willing to do what we need to do, what we're supposed right. to do as um, residents of this county. Uh, I, it's necessary. And historically for the count, those that have been undercounted are five years and under. Okay. So I don't know why that is. It's because maybe they're not in school and people, uh, for whatever reason, they aren't, they weren't being counted, but they okay. have told us that, the most undercounted population is five years and under. So if you have children at home, anybody that's living in your household, and, and as we talked about, the head of the household is reporting this, make sure that you're counting every belly button, we say, okay. that's in the house. So, uh, but historically, that's what the census has told us, that five years and under was undercounted. That's crazy. Yeah. The money's going somewhere. We might as well bring it here, right? Yep. Absolutely. I mean, yep. So listen, listeners, I just want to say this is such an important topic um, to every single resident of Tuscarawas County. Um, if there's dollars here, we want them here, and it helps in every single facet of how we live life, from business to school to our social services. So it's just vitally important. So I'm going to say my thought to listeners, if you're listening to this podcast, share it, post it. There you go. We'll put out the information on the census, how, how do you do that? Yeah. 
Is there anything else that you would suggest to listeners to help out on this? I think to listen to this more than once. Okay. Because a lot of this information, you got to bite off and absorb and, and chew on for a little bit. And okay. then you think about, oh, anti-drug force, anti-drug task force. Yes, they get monies for this. Uh, uh, you know, different, you know, whatever the agency is. And yeah. whatever that, whatever that uh, uh, outreach is, they're going to get, it's going to, the monies they get will be predicated upon the absolute number, like David mentioned, which everybody and her brother sure. uses that number. You can't do anything. Listen, you want to serve, you don't have time to be on council, you don't have time to run for office, you don't have time to volunteer. This is something you can do in your own home, and it will send ripples effects back into Tuscarawas yeah. County. Yeah. I laugh when you say that. There, Everything I do is based on receiving grand dollars, mm-hmm. and every <coughs> single first thing, I, I know Dave, yeah. I'm sure, writes his fair share of grants as well. Very first thing is your demographics, mm-hmm. you know, and that ties yeah. back to who you are and why there's need where you're at. So, And all the information that we talked about is on their website. Perfect. If you go to 2020census.gov and you look all everything that we discussed and more, because we, we only scratched sure. the surface of all the, the different things that uh, the census touches, but you can get all the information and verify everything that we've talked about on 2020census.gov and Again, you can have copies of these, and, and you can take Perfect. video of that and so that they have it. But um, you can, again, do it from your smartphone, Perfect. do it over the computer. And I, and I would say also if you're a local person who doesn't feel like you know what you're doing, can't get the information on the website, call. Mm-hmm. Call, and, and we'll be happy to help you. We want to make sure you get counted. Perfect. Not knowing shouldn't be a barrier. So we'll share the podcast. We'll share the information. We'll ask other people to share. If we put it on everybody's social media pages to say how vitally important this is, that's a first great step. So, guys, I do greatly appreciate all the work you do. You provide great leadership here in our county. I thank you for fighting for these dollars. That makes us just even better. And uh, I just thank you guys. We're all in this together. We we, we want a a great community. We know Tuscarawas County is a great place to live, work, and play. And and we just want to make it better, and we want to make sure that we're doing everything that we need to do to make sure dollars come back to the county that uh, help us function properly. And you know what? Yeah. The one other big thing I just want people to share when they're talking to their neighbors and their friends is don't let mistrust be a barrier here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was just very mm-hmm. important that you were saying this is confidential mm-hmm. information for 72 years. No one's touching it. Mm-hmm. What you see is what you get. Yep. 72 years under lock and key. Yep. Uh, they can have the full faith and confidence in knowing that this is not going to be shared. This is this is merely used for allocation, um, and and all they report are the digits. Perfect. They have to verify the addresses, uh, but at the same time, because they don't want to they don't want to count horses and they don't want to count non people, <laughs> but it's the number that it drives. Just count them. horses and cows would be a good. <laughs> yeah, we'd be, we'd be okay. That's right. Okay, guys. Well, thanks so much. Thank you very uh, this much. This is a wrap, and I uh, appreciate you coming today. Thank you. Thank thanks. You. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Tuscarawas County Anti-Drug Coalition podcast. Please follow us on Facebook and visit our website at adctusk.org.